Hello and welcome to a podcast of a thing we did on the radio earlier today, recorded from my home shed, as if anyone has a work shed, but you know what I mean, from the shed at home, which I've converted into the studio. Remember this time last year when I started talking about needing to buy air conditioning because it went from being the coldest place in the property to the hottest place. We're back. So enjoy the sweat as I do some radio that sounded like this. Hello. Yeah, I don't know why I'm in a good mood today. No reason for it, isn't it? You've seen what the world's like, but there we go, I am in a good one. Um, plus, on the way in today's show, I'll be telling you why knowing your fry-ups, being an expert when it comes to the full English, is good for you. Finally, something that I've got knowledge in. We'll do a um, cost-of-living crisis thing. Oh, there's a thing in the news about cash. Are you going to miss it when it's gone? Do a phone in and watch your favourite denomination? Probably not. Um... Vegetables might get a mention. Health uh, health and safety and all that. Oh, Leo Sayer fans will be happy that the news... Well, maybe. We'll find out. Looking for the cost of living crisis update. We've not done one of these in a while, have we? Um, uh, the cost of living crisis is apparently fueling the UK's, wait for it, obesity. Wait a minute. I thought if you couldn't afford food, that's the one thing that should be sorted. But hard up people are getting by on low price, high energy diets with 60% of us now overweight. Seems bad now, but you wait until things really get bad with the cost of living crisis. At least you've got some food reserves on your body. Then again, when things get even worse after that, the mob will think of eating me, won't they? Maybe I should get sinewy again. Professor Alexandra Johnson from Aberdeen University said the scale of the problem is becoming clear with a sharp increase in food insecurity. And it's nice that we've got this new thing to blame my obesity on. I can blame it on the cost of living crisis. Recently, I had to blame the fact that I was overweight on all the lockdowns, because you didn't get out much. Before that, I was blaming it on uh, the credit crunch. Before that, I was blaming it on Y2K. So I'm pretty good at blaming things, but at least now we've updated it. Blokes, apparently, good news if you want to be more attractive to the uh, ladies, if that's what you're into. Then apparently blokes who can cook a fry-up are seen as sexier than those who serve avocado on toast. Good, because if there's one thing I know, it's the English breakfast. Now, here's the thing, though. See if you can spot why this research might not be the most reliable. It's telling us that if you know about a full English, right, then you are sexier, you're sex the man, in comparison to other foods. According to research by the English Breakfast Society... Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the English Breakfast Society are in no way biased towards the full English. Why? Well, let's read on, should we? The English Breakfast Society found that 84% of women who considered the ability to make a full English very sexy, or a total turn-on, hello, fewer than one in five think making millennials breakfast of choice is attractive. I get the feeling that uh, they might not have surveyed that many millennials. Then again, who wants to date a millennial? kidding me i don't know what half those words mean lit i don't think it's what eh? so there we go it turns out knowing your fry-ups means that you are a, a very sexy man it also means i can barely get out of the chair so it depends what you find sexy there's a, a survey that's come out about fruit and veg and as much as i'd love to not simply sit around and just like repeat it and go oh what's your favorite veg i'm gonna do that because it's the kind of question i love asking but i'll set it up properly the tomatoes have been voted the most alluring fruit and veg alluring don't get me wrong, I like a, I like the tea part of a BLT, but I've never been like, mmm, tomatoes, tell me more. The salad ingredient, botanically classified as a fruit, edged cabbage into second place. 
in its attractiveness. Attractive cabbage. Maybe those rugby player ears have got it right all along. Um, onions are third and the bananas tenth. What a weird way to do a list. But there we go. Um, so they're asking for the most attractive vegetable. I, I don't think I really want people to fancy fruit and veg. So instead, I guess we just, what's your favourite fruit and or veg? And remember, we know that the tomato is a vegetable, is no, is a fruit because it's got seeds. If it bears seeds, it is a fruit. If there are no fruits, then it is a vegetable. A legume is a subset of vegetables. By the end of today's show, I'm sure we'll have sorted it out. Space junk is in the news. Be careful, up in space there's junk. And this story does worry me. An old NASA satellite is expected to fall to Earth this weekend. Oh, great. Now I've got to pay attention to all the potholes I might fall down and the satellites that might come and hit me in the face. But apparently experts say it doesn't pose a threat. The space agency claimed that the risk of anyone being harmed was 1 in 2,467. Oh, it's only 1 in like 2,500. Oh, let's not worry about it. What are the odds of winning the lottery that people do every week? Oh, okay. Because that's... That's the problem, right? Loads of people play the lottery, and the odds are like 1 in 69 million of winning, but often people win. So the odds of 1 in 2,500 have been hit by a satellite. No, because it's as if there's not enough going on in this world without them lobbing space junk at us. And the problem is it's this weekend. So even, you know, this is the weekend where we're getting the alert on our phones to give us a warning. That's just a test, a drill. If they actually wanted to send you a warning saying, be careful, the satellite's landing, everyone will just think it's the test. I'm staying indoors this week. Leo Sayer News. Can't believe this is not a regular feature, but he's in the news. Uh, Leo Sayer has got married to his long-term partner, Donatella. The uh, 74-year-old singer says it was a dream to wed after their 39 years together. They married in front of 40 friends. Oh, one friend for every year and then a spare in a very private and intimate ceremony listen beautiful leo you won't be listening you're a big famous star and you live in australia or something but you know what i'm gonna say don't you why did you bother getting if you've been together for 39 years what do you expect to change now why get married now and i feel doubly sorry for any of the guests who turn up and there's a like a wedding list if you've lived for 39 years without this toaster I'll be darned if I'm going to buy one for you now. I think we did this as a phone-in a while ago. Was it Cornerman Cole got in touch about cash? Did we do a thing about your favourite denomination? Years ago, we might have done. Anyway, it's back in the news. Um, cash will become less usable as more shops go for the contactless payment. I used to do a joke on stage when contactless had just come in. In my stand-up, I used to say I made my first contactless payment the other week, and you'd get like a ironic smattering of applause from an audience. And I'd say, yeah, contactless payment. Didn't want to see that kid anyway and oof, hardcore. But anyway, apparently more shops are refusing banknotes. The Bank of England Deputy Governor Sir John Cunliffe, uh, don't want to know what the anagram's in there, uh, said it will be harder to use cash in the future. I don't know, ma'am. I mean, I'm not one of these conspiracy types who thinks they're trying to track you by your money. No one wants to track me. However, I do quite enjoy having that, um, that money in the back pocket. Every so often there's a news story like the visa system goes down or the MasterCard goes down and you just, you've got the actual money in your wallet. It helps. I struggle these days. I very rarely have pocket change. And if you need to make a decision, Harvey Two-Face Dent style, trying to flip a coin, I can't do that. I have to make my own decisions these days. It's annoying. 
But they experts are saying cash will be useless. I would recommend that you send yours to me. Just get in touch and send it in this direction. Just, yeah, go on. Drop it off. Time 107.5. Afternoon of Steve, there was a survey about your favourite vegetable. So we're basically doing the same thing, but not meaning it. And um, Chris says potato. Don't get me started on potatoes. They're not a good vegetable. The only reason you like potatoes is what's been added to them. The fat or the filling. We'll talk more about that later, but honestly, I'm against the potato. Um, John gets in touch. You can tweet me, at Mr. Stephen Allen. He says, carrots, because you eat plenty of those, you can see in the dark, and you make a, you save a king's ransom on the electric. That is some good advice. I feel like Martin Lewis here. He says, the um, petit pois are nice. Oh, bananas, here we are. Bananas, Steve. A lot of people think they're a fruit, but they're actually a vegetable. I have one every morning with my cornflakes. That's two of my five a day. Is it? Cornflakes? What? And then he says, whoops, I've just Googled banana. It's actually a fruit. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, of all the ones, I think there's something about um, bananas where technically they're a herb because they don't grow on a tree, they grow on a bush. But it's obviously, it's a fruit, isn't it? It's, look, at it. look at it. It's got seeds down the middle. It's a fruit. I have a couple of things to wrap up before we finish today's show then. Um, this is in the news. A man woke up to find a huge huntsman spider in his underwear. In Australia, of course, in Australia. The TikToker said it had a great old time keeping warm in his undies. Imagine that, waking up and seeing a huge spider in your underpants. And you must think to yourself, how drunk was I last night? Because I don't... I know I've pulled some absolute uggos in my time, but... Then oh. again, I am into legs. You know that kind of... No? Right. This is also in the news. Seven in ten drivers want the hard shoulder reinstated on smart motorways. Interestingly, if you get tomorrow's Romford Recorder, my newspaper column is all about that. The smart motorways. They're not smart. Many things that have the word smart in their title are intelligent. They're more intelligent than me. A smart watch. They can do things I can't. Smart TVs. Amazing. Smarties. Some of them are preferred to me. I mean, obviously not. The blue ones make you go a bit weird, don't they? But... Smart motorways, the biggest non-deplume, whatever they call it, misnomer, that's it. The biggest misnomer you've ever come across. You can read my rantings in the paper if you like, but I wrote that before it turns out 7 in 10 drivers agree with me. I've never been this right in my life. Podcast completed. Um, so you can subscribe to wherever you got this. Not sure why you would, but it's an, it's an option, isn't it? Hang on, realising what I got there. I've got a wrapper in my pocket. Um, you can tweet me at Mr. Stephen Allen and you can go about your business. It's not a bad plan, is it? Till next time. Bye.